I felt like it was, um, I had still had something to prove to myself. Like, I didn't go all this way to give up, you know. I've been too many times and put in some work. <laughs> but, you know, I, it was something where I needed to get over the hump. It was like I needed to go back and actually finish something that I had started and put that kind of work and effort into. It's hard to, like, put in all that work and effort and then just you don't cross the finish line. And you'd be like, oh, well, like, yeah, I guess it wasn't my turn today. Like, right, right. Nah, like there has to be a point where you say, you know what? Um, there's the finish line is there. And that's what that's what winners do. We find a way to get over the line. Welcome to the About That Wallet podcast show number 27, not losing focus with Uncle Randy. This particular episode is pretty long, so I do highly recommend for you to change the speed of this particular audio to 1.5 or even 2 if you can handle it. Um, I personally listen to a lot of episodes of podcast episodes at 1.5, so kind of a hack if you listen uh, to a lot of podcasts anyway. Um, But I will have to say that this was a really good episode. A lot of information was shared, and I would say this is the longest conversation I had with my uncle um, because it's the long distance and also uh, getting to know him was pretty interesting. So I did take time to just let things flow as they went, as I normally do, but I have to say he had a lot of good information, and I think that each and every one of you will walk away from this episode with something. Now, if you're new to the show, I'm your host, Anthony. And what I like to do is go through the history, the strategies, and also the features of finances. Now, if you have found this either through a friend or even just listening to this from Instagram or Uh, got a pen and you're just curious about the show, please continue to like, share, and even subscribe to the show as I try to bring more content to you from everyday people, just like Uncle Randy. So let's go on and get to it and enjoy the fun. Hey, Randy, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem, sir. Everything's going good for today? Uh, Everything's going well. Thank you for inviting me on uh, about that wallet. Yeah. I've uh, <laughs> heard a few good things about it. And so um, I was pleased that you asked me to join you. And like I said, thanks again. Uh, no problem. Well, the reason why I had you on the show, um, pretty much just talking about career, like changing career paths, also while maintaining you know, your family at home, um, like just diving into life. That's pretty much what we're here to do today. OK. OK. Um, well, uh, I'll tell you a little about my story then. Okay. Um, most recently. Um, actually, I guess I'll go a little bit beyond that. Um, before, you know, I was just a high school graduate. I did have some college experience, but I didn't complete uh, college uh, the first time through. Um, and I met my wife and while we were in school together. And so we got married and while she got one job that was related, well, that was related to her degree, 
I basically got a blue collar job and that's what I did. And I did that um, in different uh, capacities um, until I'd say about maybe uh, five years ago, five and a half years ago, mm-hmm. uh, where we went through some, we went through some, some changes. Um, I had some uh, other issues that came up and we ended up uh, moving from the home that we had been in for at least 15 years. And um, I actually had to start a new career at that time as well. So it was a, a large a change for us. Um, it was to a degree, it was a way of when the stuff hit the fan. Um, but uh, we continued to move forward and persevered. And at that time, I had to find a different career path. And so um, I had always had an, an interest uh, in computers and technology. And so um, I went ahead and decided to go ahead and pursue that and make that um, my next career, my final career, really. Um, and so uh, at that point, I um, got some training, was able to get a job, get a foothold into um, the technology field. And then I went back to college. Uh, that's where I met uh, my current employer. He hired me and I've been with his company. Uh, he actually moved on, but I've been with the company uh, since then. Uh, so uh, it's actually worked out that the company that brought me in actually ended up paying me more than what I was making before. Nice. So uh, that was really a blessing in my eyes, but none of that would not have happened if I did not put forth a certain steps and effort into into get myself there. All right, so I just want to dive into uh, some details, if you don't mind. Is like, what degree did you first start out with that you didn't finish college? And was it like a, a four-year degree or was it just a community college? Okay, um, that was a four-year degree that I was pursuing at Morgan State University. Shout out to Morgan State in Baltimore. Um, and I was a, a computer science major. I actually electrical engineering major to be exact. So uh, we were fortunate when we had like one of the guys from Bell Labs teaching us C um, and uh, it was it was challenging. It mm-hmm. was challenging, but mentally I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready mentally. So did you go to school like um, like on a scholarship or did you just try to fund it and your parents pay for it or how did that turn out? Okay. Um, I was invited on a full scholarship um, from the NASA program. So like in high school, um, I had done well in science and math. Um, and then there was a opportunity that they have at Morgan State University um, that had a scholarship program and they also had a summer program. So the NASA program, they brought students in for the summer. They would give them like a crash course in um, calculus 
and physics and a few other uh, studies. And then uh, continue on into the year, we got a full scholarship as well. Uh, but you had to maintain, you had to maintain, you know, you, it wasn't just here's your money and then take it at your own time. No, you had to, you had to get the grades to, to compensate for it. And like I said, just at the time I wasn't ready. Gotcha. So like, was it, um, did you drop out like after your second year or was it just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it was at my second year. Uh, I kind of coasted my way through and kind of used just the knowledge I had in order to, uh, get through the first year, but I struggled a little bit. Like I said, you know, I was, uh, I was young. I was trying to do different things and my mind wasn't really focused. Uh, I was trying to like, uh, go into sports a little bit, uh, at the time back when I actually still worked out and ran and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, I was going in different directions, mentally speaking. And, um, and it just didn't work out for me. You know, fortunately, um, I didn't uh, drag my wife in the same direction, but there's also a degree of the people that you keep around you, you know, and who keep you motivated and keep you focused. Um, I was not focused, um, but there were people who were on that path and I kind of like would give to them, but I wouldn't really do it for myself. Hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with giving to somebody else, but there has to be a point where you say, hey, you know, I need to focus on doing what I need to do here. And it just wasn't the time. Right. So were you like, um, like were your parents in, in the mix too? Or was this like, uh, was Morgan like an out of state for you to kind of visit and have that reach back to home? How was that? Okay. Um, my parents, they, um, they both lived in Maryland. They both lived, well, they both lived in Maryland. Um, and they still, well, my dad does, uh, still, um, my mother, she passed away a few years ago now, but, um, Sorry. at the time, yeah, thank you. Um, but at the time they were both living in Maryland. I would have to travel to go back home to go see them. Uh, they lived about 45 minutes away, okay. you know? So, but besides that, I also had a family that was actually in, in, in the city. So I was probably about maybe 20, 30 minutes away from them, you know, different ways of traveling, what have you. Yeah. So were you like close enough so they gave you like guidance when you were just kind of losing your way or who was that, that kind of, uh, that person you can lean on emotionally to try to keep your mindset going to like, I mean, I know you kind of give up on college just for that little bit, but it's like, what? I'm just trying to get into the mindset of like, what, like who was there as your support system to kind of help you, you know, continue on to at least want to go to even think about going back to college? Um, well, um, I did not engage with any support system outside of the people, other students that I talked to at school at the time. Okay. Um, I had a desire to go. Both my parents went to college. Uh, they both graduated uh, with different degrees. Um, but, and it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to, I want to make my parents proud, you know. Um, 
they both expressed to me their desire for me to go and to get a degree. So I wanted to go, but um, when I was there, I did not reach out for different help or different people to give me guidance and direction. So, but I was, like I said, I was doing my own thing at the time. So that's just where my mind wasn't at that moment. I know what that honor is. So does it feel like you are a failure at that time when, because you couldn't finish or decided not to finish college or you feel like that defeat? Um, I felt like it was, um, I had still had something to prove in myself. Like I didn't go all this way to give up, you know, I've been too many times and put in some work, <laughs> but you know, I, it was something where I needed to get over the hump. It was like, I needed to go back and actually finish something that I had started and put I kind of work and effort into. It's hard to like put in all that work and effort and then just, you don't cross the finish line and you'd be like, oh, well, like, yeah, I guess it wasn't my turn today. Like, right, right. Nah, like there has to be a point where you say, you know what? Um, there's the finish line is there. And that's what, that's what winners do. We find a way to get over the line. Yeah. I think, um, I think I still have a good, um, good enough. Um, I can go back there if I wanted to probably, especially now, but, um, I don't know what happened at that point in time. Okay. Um, and then while I was at work, while I was at work, um, I did end up going back again and try to just get through a little bit more, but I never finished, but it was just something that was eating at me. Um, my, my mother, uh, she was really big and on me going to college because she understood that it opened a lot of doors for you. And so, uh, when she was younger, um, both her and her sister went and they are big on education on my mother's side of the family. And so she gave kind of one of the things she gave to me was really a passion for, for learning and, um, to try to strive to get something, some level of success for myself, you know, um, my father, uh, he's the only child, but he went after he got out of the military. Mm-hmm. So after he got back from Vietnam, he, he ended up going to school for, for a while. Um, and then he ended up uh, getting a job with the state, state of New York and then state of state of Maryland. So what was that, uh, kicking the butt to kind of get you back into college? Oh, well, um, I mean, I had, it's not this most recent time was not the only time that I went to college. So after I left Morgan State and we first came uh, to Delaware, uh, there was a period of time where I was going to uh, the University of Delaware. And so Mm -hmm. that one was computer science. It was electrical engineering at Morgan State and then computer science when I got to UD. Um, I went there for about a year. Um, I don't know what happened during that time why I didn't finish that time around. I think I might've been either, um, still, um, I think my mother was sick at the time 
and I was unfocused and I just didn't finish that time around. You're listening to the About That Wallet podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. If you are enjoying this episode or finding anything useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere on the internet. It is one of the best ways you can help new listeners find me, such as yourself. You can always support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash about that wallet or anchor.fm forward slash about that wallet. You know, so I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy that actually finished at some point. Got it. Man, it's, it just takes me back with a lot of emotions of, you know, not giving up because it's tough, you know, dealing with life situations, especially, you know, when you have in the back of the mind of somebody that you care for that's going through a lot right now and and trying to make that happen. So what is this time frame? So you're looking at two years at Morgan, then you took a, did you take a break and then went to uh, that DU? Uh, yeah, um, I was at Morgan for two years um, and then there was a two year break and your and then my wife she graduated. We moved to we moved to Delaware and I'd say that was probably about another six to nine months or so before I ended up going back to UD. So it was almost three years. Right. So I mean, you know, I started my journey in nineteen ninety. Um and I actually did, did end up accomplishing finally one of my goals like this year. Uh-huh. So, but you know, that's, that's 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you, you say so you took the slow route. I, I took the, you know, the scenic course, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rode my bike, fell down on the ground, kind of like winced and hold my knee. Ah, right. Ah, <laughs> and got up and walked some more, you know. But at the same time, you know, um, I'm glad I did it because there's no, you know, when you when you find some some level of success, you know, that you didn't have before, man, you know, it feels good, you know, and it's and it's good. It's good to have that. You know, yeah. people need that. You know, you got to have it. Um, it gives you hope. It gives you energy as you get up and continue put on that effort the next day. Yeah. So if, um, if there's something that you could say uh, to your mom and then also to your dad, um, what would it be? Wow. Um, my dad, I'll, I'll tackle him first. Okay. I mean... I actually uh, called him and uh, I tried to have him watch the video from because it was during COVID that the graduation ceremony took place. So there was nobody there. It was all on just a video. Mm-hmm. You tune in at a certain time and you watch the video. And uh, he said he, he didn't really catch it, my name when he went through whatever, but I did. Re- I think I did record the video. It's still, still available either way. But um. Yeah, I'm just, 
I was happy to let them know that I, that I accomplished that. And, uh, you know, and um, he asked me what I was going to do next. And I told him I was going to keep going forward and try to get to the next level. Um, my mother, she, uh, she hasn't been around since before all this stuff started. So, you know, it'd be just a lot of questions. Um, you know, how would she deal with certain things and, and, uh, a little bit of guidance, of course, you know, everybody got to deal with everything their own way. So you mm-hmm. take, you know, guidance and kind of fit it to where, where you're going or what you're doing. But, um, to be honest, I just, it wouldn't be a whole lot to say to her. I mean, I would definitely be uh, happy to, to share with her that I finally got my degree, but at the same time with me more just, you know, just being around a hello, you know, mm-hmm. and just talk. Yeah. My condolences again. Um, so during this process, you also had children. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you recently just finished college. So we'll, we'll get, you know, I'm just trying to track, you know, your, your history here. And mm. um, so also having children during this process. So how was that, you know, fitting into like your work schedule? And then were you going to school during that time too? Okay. Um, there was, let's see, when we first moved to Delaware, and then there was, like I said, a, maybe a, a roughly about a year before I started going to UD. Um, my my wife and I, we uh, purchased our first home. And so once we purchased our, our home, um, that was when I really got like, uh, got into uh, full-time work uh, and consistent, I'm sorry, consistent full-time work. And, um, uh, it was more or less, um, our daughter was born the maybe nine, 10 months after we got our home. So, uh, that was me not really going to school at that point in time. Um, I did attend college again at UD. That was when I took like my second round of classes or so. Um, and my son was born six years after we purchased our home. So at that point in time, I kind of, to be honest, I mean, I kind of made a change like uh, my, just after my son was born. Um, I forget what ha- had happened. Oh, um, my wife, she was working for a chemical company and they had, she had just changed jobs because there was some instability at the place where she was. And so they was offering more stability at another chemical provider. But shortly after she took the job with them and she was pregnant at the time, they ended up pulling up roots out of Delaware and going into New Jersey, like Northern New Jersey. And so she was like, well, that's just too far to side of the question. And so there was a period of time where uh, she was, wasn't working and she was pregnant without son. And so, you know, I was, you know, full-time work, what have you, um, during that time frame. And so after our son was born, uh, she was able to get back to her original employer and, um, 
and things worked out pretty well uh, for for a while, but it was still expensive, you know, sending kids to, you know, daycare and stuff like that, and it was it was a little pricey. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you say pricey. We talk about like two thousand dollars a week. No, not that. Okay, pricey. right. <laughs> nah, not that pricey. But I mean, this is this is like. Uh, let me think. Wait, let me think. That was what two thousand and three. So it had been really about maybe 2004, 2005. And it's still about maybe like 1200 a month or so wow. for the both of them, you know? So there was a point in time where it's like, well, if you think about it, um, actually, no, it was, it was more than that. It was more than that. Because my thinking at the time was I could work part-time and keep my son at home and actually I would save money instead of paying the that money that we were uh sending out to child care and so I could I could keep him at home then my wife would come home she would take over and then I would go to my job and we would actually save more money now because uh because it wasn't going so it, it might have been in the neighborhood of about two thousand a month, okay. it might have been in the neighborhood of about two thousand a month at the time, because it was it was just high. And I was like, I could make I could bring home a smaller check and yet spend less money out the door, and we would and we would benefit more. And it was like that for for a little while, maybe like a couple of months. And then the the plant that I worked for, they were like, oh, um, well, we're closing up shop. So I'm like, wow, what do we do now? So. There was a time where I wasn't where I was wasn't working, and then uh, about a year later, I still end up uh, going to work for the state of Delaware. Nice. And so I was with them for about seven years mm-hmm. until this most recent, until about five about five years ago, five six years ago. Okay, and then like so, I take it all these jobs were still aligned with uh, computer science, or was it? inside the electrical engineering side of things or just um basic it i'm gonna just use the it term broadly here because there's so many ways we can dive into it um yeah yeah um the job where i was working at um on my shortly after my son was born um it was uh repairing uh what are they called um circuit boards Mm-hmm. So, um, I had to learn uh, soldering uh, techniques in order to complete that job. And to be honest, I had not done any soldering uh, beforehand. Like I just went in, I was like, um, "I can, I want to do this job." And they were like, "Okay, fine. Um, these are the hours. Here's a training guide. It was a CD, mm-hmm. and I still have it somewhere. I have never looked at it." <laughs> um, I think I did watch like a video or two of how to do it uh, online. And then um, I ended up buying uh, these little circuit boards. Um, I forget the name of the scientific company, but you, it's like a mail order company where you can order like little scientific toys or whatever. Okay. And so like Tiger they, Direct and um, stuff like that? No, it was, um, it wasn't Tiger Direct, okay. but uh, one of the things they did was they say they sold me a kit where you could set up a buzzer. All mm-hmm. it was just a buzzer and a light, but 
you know, they give you all the parts and pieces and they basically tell you go buy your solder iron and everything else and practice on it. And that's what I did. And so I did that. I got somewhat proficient with it, what have you, continued to go back and work and I got faster and faster. And uh, it was a decent place. I, I didn't have any problem with it, but uh, the repairs that they asked us to do, I guess they weren't really full repairs because that's why they didn't close the shop. They were like, you know, you guys are doing the repairs and we're rolling the product back out to the field. But the people are complaining about the same issues. So I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah, just doing what I told to do. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. But, um, you know, and then uh, my other job after that, after being out of work for a year, was with the, with the state of Delaware. So it was a completely different field. Um, it was in the uh, Department of Corrections. And so I was there, like I said, for about seven years. And uh, after I got out of there, though, you know, I had to do something different. And like I said, I had already, I had done some minor stuff at home just on my own personal computers. Like I had removed different parts or once I had learned how to do it at work, then I started doing stuff at home. Like I removed, uh, removed uh, capacitors and whatnot on a computer that I had just to repair it, see if I could do it just because I wanted to get better. You know, um, one of the things I had done while I was at the department, the department of corrections, so is that they have a network that's there and they were having network issues with the windows uh, that was running there. They had an issue where (laughs) you was the person would sign on and it would not give it explorer would not open up Mm. like you would just get a desktop and that's it no taskbar on the bottom no start button and so everybody's like well we can't use the computers and we do everything with them we do the uh, make sure that we do the counts and make sure everything's the way it's supposed to be and so Mm. they were like well you know we're just gonna have to do it by hand again and so i'm just sitting at my desk on on the other side of the building I'm just like messing around or whatever. And then I was like, you know what, let me try something. So I hit control or delete and the um, task manager opens up. So I said, hmm, run, That's type in explore, boom, desktop. <laughs> yep. And so I was like, oh yeah, do this. They gave me an award for that. They were like, <laughs> I kid you not, man. They were like the facility that I was working at and the other two facilities that was further downstate all had the same issue and nobody was getting on. And so by me giving them that information, they were able to do their work for that day. Wow. And so, and they also give, I guess the whoever time to resolve whatever issues. Um, But uh, yeah, I got an award for that. And, you know, I've, I put on my resume, (laughs) I mean, Hey, you know, um, if you, if you put yourself out there and you do something that, and, that helps the business in any kind of way that you can point back to and say this individual thing, you know, this is mm-hmm. what happened. I think I got like the employee of the month award for that. Dang, wow. Because, you know, because they were systems, their entire system was down. Yeah. At least nobody could work with it, even though it was really up. Yeah. But they didn't know. It's one of those, um, cause I always think about those, I, you know, working for geek squad for like, six years and it was a common that was one of the common uh 
things of having uh, the Explorer not to start up when it's supposed to. Especially with Windows XP, right? Um, in this particular case, it was Windows 7. Oh. So. They were on Windows 7. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had, uh, when you ever you logged on, they had like a uh, a disclaimer box that popped up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was the way that the application was written for the disclaimer that interfered with Explorer opening up. But as soon as the disclaimer hit up, you hit OK, and then it came to your desktop, and it was just the little rolling hills or whatever in the background. And you're like, what now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So I know we talked a little bit of tech jargon for some of the people that are not aware of tech, but yeah, it's it's the fun stuff. Um, if you, for those of people that are not too familiar with it, I tell you uh, uh, one more tech thing real quick. Yep, yep. Um, really, a lot of people think it's hard. It's not really that hard. It's really the simple, the very simplest solutions are just enough to get you back going. Um, mm-hmm. It's that's just the basic level stuff. Yeah, there's some other stuff that's harder out there, but you know, a lot of times, yeah, rebooting it does work. Right. <laughs> you know, so. People say, did you reboot it yet? Don't look at them like, what are you talking about? Of course I No, it actually does work. So right. it works all the time. <laughs> I usually that was my first thing when I was working at a help desk was to tell people to do the same thing. Do that first, then you know, that's how I got my master's degree was telling people to reboot the box while they rebooting their machine. I was reading another chapter for the exam. Hey. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. Um, but going um, because you also have your kids while you're going through college, I just want to track back a little bit because you also mentioned that your father went to the military. Was there like a push for you to also do the military versus going to school or did you just decide to do school because you heard the stories that your father told you about the military? <laughs> okay. Um, there was actually a point in time where I was in high school, started doing ROTC and I was considering that. And he told me no. Like I was like, uh, you know, it might be a good idea. And honestly, I, I was kind of a fanboy to the idea of going to the military. But he was like, absolutely not. Gotcha. <laughs> I want you to go to school. I want you to, you know, do something else. But you know, you don't need to do that. Um, even <laughs> I don't. I don't want this to sound wrong, but even though he went into the military. He did not want every, all his children to go into the military. I guess it was like an option when you did not have a lot of other options. Um, so uh, for me, he was like, you know, you need to go to school. Uh, you need to do something else, uh, you know, because you can't do it. And all you got to do is apply yourself, which was which is true, but I just didn't. <laughs> but um, I, I do have a stepbrother who's in the military, and uh, and he's and he's done well there. You know, he's been in, in the service for a while. Um, I have a lot of friends that are in the military, and you know, um, a lot of guys that I met in my current uh, my old job that were in the military, like the majority of them, um, and. You know, they're successful, done great, you know, and I don't think that I wouldn't have turned out the same way, you know, but it's just that he said no, and that was it. 
And that was at that time. And then I did go to school. And then after a couple of years out of school, I was, was married and looking after, really looking after staying with my family. Like I didn't want to leave and go someplace else. I mean, there was a lot of things that probably would have been uh, fun to do, you know, yeah. or another, uh, that had been, you know, another avenue of success. But at the time, I was just wanted, I didn't want to go anyplace else. I just wanted to be at home. I wanted to be yeah. home with my family, you know. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think of how that would look like. I mean, we can always think about how things would look like. Um, but when it came to finances, um, as you were going through all your different stages, um, can you tell a little, little bit about your, like, financial history was finances talked about when you were younger to like now are you talking to your kids about finances and do you have that nice financial relationship with your wife was it i have so many questions about like <laughs> how okay. it's going to work out i know it's a long episode but I, no nah, i mean you know I, it's it is it's my pleasure man okay um when i was younger yeah we didn't really talk a lot about uh finances uh finances was the adult stuff so it was between my mom and my dad they figured that out um my dad did talk to me uh about investing um and he tried to get me uh to get interested in penny stocks um i still have the book around here somewhere um and occasionally i did try to invest in the stock market but I didn't stay with it. Gotcha. So it would have been better if I had stayed with it, uh, gotten with a good broker. Um, and the reason is, you know, obviously, I mean, you can do day trading and mind your own on your own, but I know me and I would not, you know, go to work, work a full time eight hours you know, come home and then focus on that and then go do whatever else, go to school, make dinner or play with the kids or get on the Xbox or whatever. (laughs) So I would give it to somebody who would, who would manage it. And I understand that they take a cut. I'm okay with that, you know, but I'd rather have something than than nothing. So, um, but yeah, so now that my children they're they're grown more or less uh my my daughter's she's she's uh 22 my son is 17 and i try to let them know about what making wise financial decisions especially when it comes to just big stuff you know yeah uh, making sure that you get quality materials um making sure that you get something that's a good investment don't just blow it on something where it's going to be uh, very temporary. You know, uh, that's been kind of my things, good, bad, or whatever is it's best to get something that you can invest in and hold on to it. Uh, and in that way, it can't be taken from you. You can give it away in some places, but, you know, that's up to you how you decide to do with that. So, um, uh, but, you know, now I talk to my son about making sure that I try to, um, I can't think of the word right now, but let him know how important it is to get 
uh, to get on firm financial footing. And in order to do that, he needs to have the proper education so he can get a good job, you know, um, and, and talking to him about, you know, when you're first starting out and you're working, you know, uh, minimum wage or slightly above minimum wage or so, um, you want to do what's right so that you can get onto a firm setting from the beginning. And then once you have a firm foundation, then you can work on branching out into your own. Um, so uh, I've talked to him a number of times and hopefully he's understands. I know he understands it in his words and conversation, but it's something different to do it. So I hope he's just listening and takes that to heart. I know that when I was his age, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, as you know from my aunt, I mean, she'll tell you, like, um, well, your wife, like, <laughs> money wasn't like a, a thing that was really discussed. And if anything, it was, well, you made money, just pay your bills. And that was, that was it. It wasn't anything about like strategies or long term investing. It was just kind of, well, you get something, you pay for it. Um, but I'm not sure if my mom and her got like different financial uh advice from the parents but i mean at least i know from my mom she didn't really talk about it too much she was like well just get a savings okay i got that now what like <laughs> you know oh get a cd okay got that now what <laughs> like you know so if they were listening uh to this episode what would you say to your son and your daughter you can do one each if you want to Well, um, to my daughter, because um, because of the situation that that brought us to this point. Um, and I kind of mentioned it a little while ago. Um, you got to have the right people around you. Um, and so in terms of finances, you got to have people around you that, number one, want to see you succeed. Number two, they also demonstrate the traits that you want. You know, that the old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. What is part of those people you want to rub off onto you. And so just by being around them and listening to their conversations and what they talk about, it gives you a, a window into their mindset. Um, and so you got to surround yourself with the right people um, who are all about doing what's right financially and personally. You just got to get involved with the right people. Um, also, I would say have faith in yourself. You know, there's a lot of people that's out there that are going to say that you can't do it understand that you can do it but it's not going to be easy you got to want to do it and when you slip and fall and you're going to fall find a way to get up and keep moving again because the only time you won't finish is when you stop so never stop um, 
for my son, more or less the same thing. <laughs> um, I, I think um, it, he has to do this. He has to do the same thing. Get good, get the right people around you. Good, good friends. Develop good habits. Develop good habits, um, because those habits stick with you. So, you know, you develop good habits, and really, good habits is understand that in order to prepare for in order to have something tomorrow you need to prepare today so prepare for prepare for tomorrow today um you know when you talk about finances and getting a cd you know well what does that give you it's a certificate of deposit it basically will increase in value and then you'll have something tomorrow but you won't have that money today. Same thing. It's preparing for tomorrow, today. This whole education thing is preparing for tomorrow, today. You know, um, even as small as like getting, you know, uh, before you go to bed, making sure your clothes are ironed and you got maybe breakfast in the fridge just sitting there waiting for you so you can just get up in the morning, grab it, eat, throw your clothes on the go if it's that kind of day, <laughs> um, just being prepared. Like you can do that, run out the door and have the best day you had in the last two, three weeks. But you wouldn't have that if you weren't prepared. You wouldn't have that if you got up and your pants was wrinkled, you know, you had just a piece of toast in the fridge and nothing else, like you gotta get ready. Success is not a door that just pops open success is a door that you have to be there when it opens you have to be in that place when it opens so you can step through it because if you don't step through it somebody else is you know so uh that's been one of my things i haven't been a good preparer i'm not a good preparer but i'm getting better at it so it sometimes people get it when they're young Sometimes it takes time. Some people never get it. So, yeah, that's a good message. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah. it's just time, time and experience. You know, setbacks, and you got to wait and sacrifice. And then when you got time to go do it, go do it. Get yourself prepared and make it work. Um, another one of the things uh, my dad was big on me about is. Um, getting your own business. Mm -hmm. You know, there was different times where he wanted to try to open his own business. So he would work, go into business with one of his friends or what have you. And uh, basically look at ways to to increase your your revenue, you know, bring in another revenue stream or to save taxes, tax, tax money. Um, he did it for a time. Um, I have an aunt who did it for like 20 years. She had her own business and was great at it and she still has her own home that, that she stays in now. Um, and if I can talk to her, I'll see if she'd be willing to come on your show. Uh, mm -hmm. She's a, she's a doctor, I think. And at, she teaches at uh Prince George's community college, I think. Okay. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, 
you know, uh, you, you got to have a goal. You have something in mind and keep moving forward on that. Got it. So when it came to the conversations um, before you got married regarding finances, was that a fun topic? Oh, well, that I did not mind. Okay. 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 So you did ask me the other question and I did forget to answer it. That's all right. About, uh, um, our finances. Um, now we went and spoke to a, uh, a pastor, I guess he wanted to counsel us to find out where we were beforehand. And he did ask us about that. And, um, some people decide to do it different ways. I mean, some people decide to have your own separate smaller accounts, but then have a main account or to have a main account and then uh, two smaller savings accounts, what have you, or they have one main account and then they have all these other accounts where they do different things. Um, uh, number one, um, your, what you do with your money uh, speaks directly to the amount of trust that you have in your significant other. So if you have, if you two have separate accounts and y'all pay different things out of separate accounts, to me that says that y'all don't trust each other or at least one of you doesn't trust the other. So um, me personally and, and with our relationship, um, I trust her completely, you know? So uh, the money that we have, they pay bills. Um, and, whenever we need something, whatever we go there, that's our pot. And so my money goes there. I don't have any problem with that. Now, if it was something where, you know, something came up to have me, give me cause for concern, then that would be something different. But, um, I completely trust my wife when it comes to that. And she trusts me. She knows that I'm not a person that'll just run out and just buy tons of whatever. Ah, but we'll make some purchases. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me like, right. you know. Like, yeah, I like this new controller like, that just came out. <laughs> no, but, you know, if I don't go out and spend, just keep spending, spending, spending. Like, there has to be a cap at some point or you got to like look at your finances. Hey man, am I, am I getting within, you know, a thousand of my, of, you know, the last thousand dollars in my account? I need to slow down, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, just to have something in the account for next month or whatever, because you never know, yeah. you know, when you're getting down that low. And sometimes it's not a thousand. Sometimes it's down to your last hundred, hundred fifty dollars. Hey, man, is it is it does it really look like that? OK, well, maybe I don't need to spend no more money. And, um, and you got but you also, you know, at some point you got to have a number in your head. Yeah. I remember somebody else's talk where they were saying that they like go through and calculate after every purchase. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, that's my wife does. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm not that uh, watching it that closely. But mm -hmm. if I say, you know, if I go and look at the account, and I know that there's a number in there, I can say, Okay, well, what's my number for this week? Or how much can I afford to spend without getting things out of whack? If it's mm -hmm. like, you know, 1200 or so I might say, well, I might give myself like two, 300 to play with whatever. And that's plenty because yeah. all I'm going to do is eat, buy gas, maybe a book or two or go to movies or something. That's about it. So, you know, I, and that's a lot for a week. 
I mean, if yeah. you're spending three hundred dollars a week, there might be something else going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you you just got to be uh, wise with it, and you know, and sometimes you got to spend money. I mean, it is what it is. I had to pay for my classes, and you know, that was kind of like, well, they just want you to pay it all up front, like. Right. <laughs> but had to be done, and it's an investment. Yeah. You know, it's an investment into myself to get myself further further on. That money's gonna come back to me, so. Like I said, prepare the day for tomorrow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. So now that y'all went through y'all finances together, you already talked about the kids and their finances and their lifestyle. So, I mean, might as well just dive right into the third segment of the show where we talk about the future. So where do you kind of see yourself um, maybe in the next five years? Okay. Um. Well, what I would like to do is um, I want to complete my degree. I want to get my um, my bachelor's in uh, InfoSec. Okay. It's uh, a second bachelor's? No, it's my first okay. one. I okay. have an associate's in InfoSec now. Gotcha. Okay. So when I went to get my associate's degree, uh, the teacher who taught the class actually worked in the IT department at where at the company I'm at now. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> so, so cool. He was like, "Yeah, we kind of have like um, uh, intern positions available," and I was like, "Really? What is it? I want to do that." Like, I understand it's just an intern. Yeah, I got a little little job. It's not, but that it's not that big a deal. And he was like, "Well, just hold on for a minute. Let me go back and see what we have available." Really, and then he came back like a month later and was like. Yeah, we kind of do have like a, a full-time position that's coming open. So I'm like, uh, all right, well, what do, you, what do you want me to do? He was like, just go ahead and apply for that. Okay, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You full, Hey, I'm doing part-time. You want to hire me full-time? That's, that's wonderful. Right. So I, um, I went ahead and uh, he and I talked about it. And uh, he, he made me a, an offer, which I could not refuse at the time. Right. <laughs> so, but it did kind of set me back on um, the time that allotted me to continue my education. So that was my concern. Like, I didn't want to just start on the path and then never finish, but then kind of like get a little bit of a victory. You know, of course, you know, making sure that people getting fed and, and your bills taken care of, obviously, that was my main concern. Right. But after that, you know, I still want to get I still got to get, you know, what I want to get. And I can, I can do both, but it just took time negotiating those two things. Cause I started like, when I first started my job, I went hard. Like I'm, I'm going to take all four classes this semester. Right. <laughs> and I started going to work and them classes was like, Nope, you ain't doing it. Right. Uh, but I kept showing up and I, I took those lumps and, but I went back the next semester and, took them again and got through it so um i got through it and still had the job so i got the best of both worlds right um so uh when it came to that um so i got my associates then and i started on the path to get my bachelor's in the same field cool. and the company's paying for it um not yet 
Oh, okay. All right. Not yet. <laughs> but they're going to, right? They're going to see that reimbursement paper. Like, uh, yes. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. Because you know what happens, though? When they, when they reimburse you, mm-hmm. they then kind of want to, like, keep you for a little while longer. Like, if you, if you, they pay for you to go to school, they want to keep you, like, another two, three years or so. Yeah. So, to be honest, once I graduate, I want to try to find something that's going to pay me about 20 to 25% more than what I'm making now. Right. right. So I don't want to be held by those strings. Once I graduate, if I find the right opportunity, I'm going to take it, you know? Right. Um, Even if it's I, within the same company? No, no. They, where <laughs> I am, unless they offer it to me, you know, right, which right. I doubt, but I, I mean, it's, it's almost going to pay me, what I would like to do in, is to get nearly double what I'm making now. They're not okay. going to do that. Okay. But if I can get like, you know, 20, 25% more someplace else, then the following step is that, is that where I want to get to. Got it. Um, then yeah, that'll work. But uh, besides, you know, the, the company I'm with now, they don't really, they might need, everybody needs security information. Mm-hmm. Oh, information security. But they don't have the resources dedicated to it. So yeah. it might, I may be folded in with another department or I might be the head of another department. If they, I mean, if they do that, that'd be great. You know, if they made another, if they opened up another position for the security head and I went into that position and then they made some other moves, whatever they do with that. Um, I don't see that happening, no. Got but it. I'll give him a chance. I'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I would like to do that. I would like to do that um, in the intervening time. Um, we're renting now, so I want to uh, get an, get another home. Okay. Um, I want to also open a small business, a small business that's either directly related to my degree or uh, something that may be tangentially uh, associated with it as well. Um, and then from there, um, continue to save money, uh, prepare for whatever life comes, you know, throws at your way and, uh, and do some traveling and uh, spend some time with my wife. Like it's been a lot of time that we haven't really been We've been running around and doing different things, what have you. And I'm going to be continuing to work, but you need time to enjoy it too, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I know you can't really, nobody knows what holds tomorrow, but you should try to enjoy it more often than what I do. Because I've been just putting it off or doing it very rarely. And uh, you need to do it on a more regular basis, like enjoy today. Because tomorrow's not promised, you know. Prepare for it though. Get yeah. ready for it. Because if you're not ready for it, you're never going to be ready. But uh, but also take time to enjoy today. Got it. All right. So, any last things you want to leave uh, before we get into the final four questions? Oh. Uh... Sometimes you have vices or hobbies 
that you really enjoy doing uh don't let that get in the way of your of your passion always have a hobby always have something that you like to enjoy to do have something that you're interested in but don't let the outside stuff interfere with you with your progression without you know get in the way of you know uh getting success your hobby is just a it's just a a pastime it's not supposed to be everything so i kind of got wrapped up into uh this oh (laughs) for those of you who can't see the video it's this is uh he holding up a controller so yeah right (laughs) you know but different people have different things some people you know watch too too much tv some people you know spend their money frivolously on like gambling or whatever um they spend all kinds of time on it you know you want to spend some spend your time on being creative and uh doing something that can maybe eventually get you money but you enjoy doing you know so okay all righty so <laughs> On to the final four questions. So, what does wealth mean to you? Wealth. Wealth would be... That's a good question. (laughs) Wealth is the ability to... uh, it, It would be something that you can accumulate and hold on to that you can then, uh, number one, you can pass it and extend it to other people. Uh, you can give it to your family members or what have you. Um, it's not something that's tied up in your day-to-day. If it's tied up in your day-to-day, that's not wealth. That's just money. But, uh, wealth kind of determines your your lifestyle um you gotta have uh everybody should strive towards having something that they own that has its own value and that you can when when it come that time comes for whatever reason uh, share it with someone else, um, not to a creditor or a debt or debtor or whatever. Um, it's 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 not a status about your paycheck, it, or, you know, or how much is in your bank account. It's it's more or less the value of your property and the things that you own. Um, so that's what I would consider it. All right. So on the question number two, what is your favorite financial book or non-financial book? Well, I have a lot of books, but I don't really have a lot of financial books. Okay. Well, here's two books. All right. Um, This one is one that I read a while ago, and uh, I thought it was a good book. It's called How to Make Good Decisions and Be Right All the Time. Okay. Who's that by? Oh, Ian King? Yes. Okay. Right there. 
and um, it had a lot of good uh, stories in there. And what he talked about made a lot of sense, in my opinion. It basically talks about weighing what decisions to make and why you make those decisions or what makes them right. Of course, you know, you're not going to be right all the time, but you should know why you made that decision and why it was the right decision at the time. Right. Um, and then there's another one. And I started reading recently. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm still working through it. Uh, said, oh, Today Matters by John Today Michael. Matters. Is it backwards? Yeah, on, uh, it's right for me. I oh, just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> on my little screen at the top, it's it's reversed. Cool. So, yeah, John Maxwell, he does a lot of self-help books. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of his uh, smaller books as well that I've read through. Um, but more or less, it's talking about just getting ready, getting yourself prepared for success. Um, and you got to get yourself prepared for success by putting in work and effort today. So, um, but I find like, uh, just staying, you gotta, you gotta find, um, books that keep you energized and keep you motivated. Uh, there's going to be enough times where you're just like, not really feeling it. And sometimes that's just how it is. Um, but you got to find a way to get back on track and just keep moving. If you feel like you you get off track and you leave it like that, then maybe that's not really what you are looking for. If you can't get back on, if you're excited about something, you're going to get back on it. Even if you mess up a few times, you're going to get back on it. So, um, but yeah, this, uh, those two books, they've helped me. Yeah. It seemed like, um, they were written for you. I mean, (laughs) as we went through your story, it seems exactly, uh, everything that you went through. Not, well, at the time I didn't make, when I was younger, I didn't make good decisions. And so, right. um, and it's, but it's, that's the learning experience. Mm-hmm. You got to learn, you know, just from, just from being and doing, but then once you actually have something that boils that down to a certain point, and then you can see, you can read in to where you are in that, in that trajectory, in that path, and you can say, oh, well, there might be a different path I can take here. And why is it the right path and why is it not the right path? Right. Okay, let me do what needs to be done so that it works out the way that I want it to. You gotta you gotta have goals, but you also have to have a plan in order in order to reach it exactly. And so that's that's part of today matters, just trying to make sure that you have that plan to reach your goal. So that brings up to number three which is what is your worst money mistake? My worst money mistake is um, a bunch of small things, but um, there was a time that I had to claim bankruptcy. Okay. Um, I was involved in something that uh, at the time, I wasn't really responsible for the cost that was involved with what it was to maintain it. Somebody else was paying to maintain it for me they lapsed on that part of the deal. Wow. So I had an accident and I was, 
I was uh, found myself in court and they were throwing around like six six digit numbers that I know that I didn't have. Right. <laughs> I would not have in about five to seven years or so. Mm-hmm. So I did what I had to do in order to kind of protect myself from those, from that kind of uh, liability. Um, but at the same time, um, it created other issues further down the line. Like I, there's some things I wanted to do that I couldn't do because I didn't have the right rating or, you know, um, sometimes you get some of the things that you want, but then you actually end up paying more for them because they, they have the information on you. So it just makes things a lot more difficult, um, a lot more difficult than should have been had I been smart and made sure that it was done the right way instead of relying on somebody else to do it, just do it myself and do it the right way at the time. Uh, of course, I, you know, you make smaller decisions. Like I bought a, I bought a car and it was, didn't really last too long for me too long. It's like less than five years, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, but I mean, that's just one of those things. Cars come and go, you know, if you get a house, house is important. So you want to make sure that everything's right and together for your house. You want to make sure all your numbers look good so that you can get a nice payment. Yeah. You know, and I just wasn't on that. But I I was on it, but there was an issue that came up and it just, it kind of messed everything up. All right. So now that brings down to the final question, which is, are you team pie or team cake? Um, I would say team pie. Okay because the cake is a lie (laughs) so uh what type of pie do you like if you team pie well i mean there's just so many different kinds of pies that there are i mean right um sweet potato pie pumpkin Mm -hmm. pie apple pie what's your what's your go-to then if you had to choose oh i say um if I had to pick one sweet potato pie. Okay. I like sweet potato. Now, if you said uh banana pudding, mm-hmm. vanilla wafers in there and everything like that. Mm. Right. <laughs> you might not get none. <laughs> Just saying. Right, right. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's well, that's all I have for today. Is there um oh, you know what? We didn't even get to what would you actually tell your wife? When she listened to this show. Oh, well, we'll be um, first of all, uh, because I don't say it enough. Um, I would say, cause you really can't say it enough for somebody really supports you and has your back. You really can't say it enough. Thank you. Mm. Thank you for, uh, supporting me when things are good, things are bad, when you're struggling and when you when you're doing well you know uh we've been through a lot together and a lot of people would have left a lot of people would have walked out and said whatever and split you know but you know i'm still here she's still here so you know thanks for being there um i think that would probably be the biggest thing you, that's another thing too 
you got to have somebody that supports you, you know, because there's going to be times when you slip and fall or, you, you know, you get down. Somebody, you're not going to be carrying the weight all the time, you know, or not all the weight all the time. Somebody has to help you out. And that's okay. I mean, because the other side of it is when they're not, when they're down and they're not maybe carrying the whole thing, that's when your, that's when your turn pops up. So, you know, um, nobody goes, really, nobody goes through life alone. You can't do it all on your own. You, and don't even think that you have to do it on your own because nobody does it on their own. You got these people, like you see your Bill Gates and everything. They got these billions of dollars and they're like, you know, well, I'm, I did it all on myself, you know, sweat on my brow. Nah, man, like you got people that work for you. You got the, the guy that built the road so that they can get to your spot. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sandwich truck that's outside that's run by the illegal alien who's selling your guys that are cleaning windshields downtown or whatever to get your people there, you know? Yeah. And then don't forget the banks. They're your partner. Yeah. yeah. The banks, um, the government, the laws mm-hmm. that they put in place to give you the opportunity to thrive. Um, and they, and, they all got started somehow and it wasn't just somebody just gave the money to get them started. I'm sure they all went to a bank or somebody they knew and they had to go to some kind of regulatory commission to get started. And all that stuff doesn't happen unless that framework is in place, which means somebody is giving them that chance opportunity. So that being the case, nobody does anything on their own. It's not, uh, it's not a problem to go and, and seek help. But once you get help, or once you go out there and get that help, don't be the one to just sit down and say, okay, I got the help now, carry me on to the yeah. end. Now you got to still put in the work. You still got to put in that time. Um, and that's how you show appreciation for your help. You know, people can help you out, but you're not really appreciating what they've given to you and the sweat and the extra time and effort they're putting in because they didn't have to. You know, they could just be like, I hey, mean, that's your problem. And there's a lot of people that say that, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, you can tell somebody who cares about you by, you know, willing to spend the time and effort, even if it's just, Hey, I made you, I made you lunch today, you know, or, Hey, you know, um, your clothes are ready. You can just, you know, take them and go, yeah. you know, but for, for, for my wife, uh, you know, she does, she does everything, you know, so, my success wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't have had the success that I've had without her Got or it. someone like her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in terms of that, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have the right people around you and the right people to support you and help you out. And I'm just trying to do my part to show that that didn't go to waste, Right. you know? So, I don't want to sound too sappy. With oh, no. <laughs> you know. no, it's good because that's what I like about this show is that um, even doing this podcast, that eighty percent of the time, all of this, everything that we do is behavior based. Um, I'll say ten percent is knowledge, and then the other ten percent is just the actual taking action. Because you know, we can get all the knowledge that we want to, but if we don't take action on it, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, besides sharing it, I mean, it, 
this point, like all I could do is just share other people's experiences, other people's knowledge. Oh, I call it OPK or OPE, if you want to uh, acronym. No, nope. I, I remember that from back yeah. in the day. So, and, and it still works. Um, and that's one of the things that I like to give back. Um, and it's one of my ways of giving back because of the experiences that I've had and also the things that I've seen. It's like, I, I can only save my story so much and I can keep repeating it, but it's like getting other people's views and seeing how they actually navigated life is a very important aspect of us as human beings is to be able to share with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Um, I can't exp- like, uh, I mean, I'll see you during the holidays whenever this COVID stuff clears up, but mm-hmm. um, I just want to thank you again for coming on to the show. Um, like I said, it was my pleasure. And if you would like me to come back on, I'd be happy to do so. Well, that concludes this episode of About That Wallet. I hope this topic was helpful. If you want to get the latest episodes, please subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Remember, it is your duty to know about that wallet. Take care. Be safe. I'm out. Peace.